It says, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up out from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of all that oppressed you. It says, And I drave them out before you, and gave you their land. I'm going to say that again. I drove them or drove them out before you and I gave them, gave you their land. Their land. Effectively, the prophet of God was saying to them, I know that you're oppressed right now, but I want you to remember, I gave you this land. Tonight I've come to preach to us a little bit. The God has given us this land. The God has given us this season. This is not the season for the church to go backward, but this is the season for the church to go forward. Can we give God a praise for that tonight? Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Bless your word. Bless the remainder of this service. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. The Spirit of God has spoken to me this weekend and restrained me from just speaking any particular word. You know as pastors there is no shortage of sermons that we have, but we are not entitled to speak the words that we want to speak. Somebody say amen. We are not entitled to, to give words that we, we perhaps think is convenient, but we are bound to speak and be a voice for God. And as a pastor, and, and I believe as a good steward of the Word of God, tonight I come to you to preach what the Spirit has put on my heart and talk to you about prophetic tension. Can you say prophetic tension? Prophetic tension. Now, pastor always says that it's not prophetic it's it's and we don't want it to be pathetic so hopefully it's not pathetic tension tonight hopefully it's prophetic tension and so I want to address that tonight God has kept me here in the book of Judges and I said God really I said you know I'm preaching at Pastor Woodward's church you know he's like the the, the preacher of preachers and, and am I really going to preach that all these mess both of these messages from from the same book of the Bible and God said yes so here I am. But God has addressed my spirit upon this topic of prophetic tension. And so tonight, I believe that the spirit is bore witness that there is something in this room that God has for us. That is what we are feeling. We are feeling the anticipation of a God who has more for us than what we have received all to this point. Somebody say amen. Amen. That is what God is saying and that is what God is speaking. So tonight I want to speak from the book of Judges and just address a few things. But the book of Judges tells us of the mighty judges that God had raised up to deliver Israel from all of their oppressing enemies. How many would say today, you know what it's like to feel the oppression of the enemy? 
Come on, we, we've all have felt that before. And sometimes oppression of the enemy is very hard to discern. It's hard to put your finger on. Sometimes it's just like a low-grade oppression that the enemy would try to bring against the church to stop the church from fulfilling its purpose. And so as we look at Gideon tonight and we consider what he was facing in his particular season and lifetime, his name means hewer or one who cuts down. That is what the name Gideon means. And we see later in scripture how that Gideon obtained that definition of a name. Gideon, he is the man that lives here in the book of Judges and he rises up as the deliverer for Israel for the moment. We understand today that here in Judges chapter number 6, 8 and 9 that we read today of God giving him a prophecy. I read it to you how the prophet stood up and then spoke and gave a word in that particular generation. I don't know how long it was. Before that prophecy and before Gideon began to say, God, I just can't live under a prophecy and not see it fulfilled. How about you today? I don't want to live with prophecies all around me in the atmosphere and not see them fulfilled. I want to see God fulfill every prophecy. Do you know what? When at one church, what my wife does when tongues interpretations go forth, she goes and listens to the, to the webcast and she writes them down. Because I don't believe those are just kind of happenstance moments that happen under excitement or passion of the moment. I believe that when God speaks to us, it's a word from God and we ought to write it down. We ought to get a book, whether it be in a piece of paper, our computer, or in the, in the place of our mind and write down with the things that God says to us. So I don't know what, the Bible doesn't say what was going on in the life of Gideon, but the Bible says right in the, the middle of this description of their state that a prophet rises up and the prophet reminds them, hey, I know you've fallen back. I know your nation has, has fallen back, but I come to remind you. I come to give you a word that I want to let you to know that this land belongs to you. This is your promise. Come on, somebody. We got a promise from God today. We we got a promise from God today and so I believe that Gideon wrestled with that but many of his contemporaries and many of his family men and, and his kindred and the people that surrounded Israel at that particular time they found themselves living in Judges verse 2 to 6 chapter 6 verse 2 to 6 which says this and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them dens, which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Can you imagine? Can you imagine with me for a moment that this, these are the people to whom the promise has come? Yet they find themselves living in dens and they find themselves going back to make strongholds so that somehow... They could evade this prevailing attack of the Midianites. 
That is not the place for the children of God. Never does God desire for us to retreat. Somebody say amen. Never does God desire for us to go hide in a den somewhere and bury ourselves until Jesus comes. No, there must be a word from God. There must be a prophecy that God can give us so we can move in the will of God. Can we just give the Lord a praise together right now? Mm, if you feel the spirit moving upon you while I'm preaching, you just pray because you're not going to hinder, you're going to help us because we're moving somewhere tonight in the Holy Ghost. So it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east and they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. That was the, the object of their desire is to take away the increase. The devil will never stop at trying to take a little bit. He's going to take as much as he can. And that's why this morning the Spirit of God helped me to preach that we should say no, that we should say no. Not here, not now, that we should resist the presence and the will and desire of our enemy. They encamped against them, destroyed the increase of the earth until they came to Gaza. And the Bible says they left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle in their tents, and they came as the grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. That's what Satan has come for. That's what Satan's desire is, to destroy it. He is not content just to find his way into our lives and just kind of inhabit peaceably. No, but he has come to destroy. That's why at every turn, listen to me, church, that's why at every opportunity we must allow God to empower us to resist the devil until he flees. He has no place in our lives. I wish I had somebody that believed that right now. He has no place in my life. If there's no victory, I'm going to pray until victory comes. If there's no shout, I'm going to pray until I get a shout. I'm going to pray until I get a shout. Now I realize there's not all times that we shout. Sometimes we cry and sometimes we mourn. But we never go and hide in the den. We never go back and build a stronghold just to protect our assets. We never try to get just kind of set up so that we can maintain. You can't find that in the scripture. I see a church that's on the move. I see a church that was pushed into a corner and had revival in the corner. Church is going to have revival. Someone say yes. Come on, shout yes. Come on, shout yes. Hallelujah. The church is going to have revival. Our church in Halifax is going to have revival. This church is going to have revival. Come on, let me take it a bit further. My district is going to have revival. Let me prophesy right now. New Brunswick is going to have revival. Woo! I wish somebody believed that, that this district is bound for revival. Hallelujah. I'm not going to a corner. I'm going to come out swinging. I'm going to come out fighting. We will have revival. Oh, I wish you would stand to your feet for a moment and give the Lord praise. Woo. 
Come on, you didn't build a brand new youth chapel so you could go in a den or be locked away in a stronghold, but we built that so we can fill it for the glory of God, for the glory of God. I tell you what God does, and I don't want to draw attention to myself, but in 1993, I sat back in this very, very back row just about the time that there was some trouble arising on the horizon. And some of you who have been around here know what I'm talking about. Woo, hallelujah. But I'm telling you, God had sat me in the back of that row. I just received the Holy Ghost. And I want you to know that God is going to find somebody that will fight for this. God is going to raise somebody up. I didn't know what I was going to be or what I was going to do. But God did. And there might be people that turn away. But as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. Come on, I'm going to serve the Lord. Is there anybody in this house that you're going to serve the Lord? I'm going to serve the Lord. God's going to find some people. God's going to search out some people. God's going to raise up some people. And I feel it on me today. I want you to understand this is the place to be in Fredericton. You don't got to go somewhere else. You can find what you need in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there's a spirit that says, hey, why don't you just break rank? Why don't you just go and do what's easier? But I don't think that's the type of people that are in this house. I think there's some people that have already made up their mind that as for me in my house, I will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, I got no voice left, but I'm preaching to you the word of God right now. I'm preaching to you to let you know that God is on your side. God is on your side. I wish you let out a praise in the house. Hallelujah. So Gideon, Gideon is wrestling here with this, what I call, what some have called prophetic tension. Prophetic tension because oftentimes we are like Gideon. We find ourselves living between the place of what is and what can be. And that's a hard place to be. Because when we live in that place, we start to do what Gideon did. And we start to size ourselves up. And we start to say, God, I'm the least of my father's house. God, how could you ever choose someone like me? The task is so big. We're, we're running in fear and, and we're, we're hiding in our dens and the people are impoverished and, and we got no sustenance. And that's how we feel compared to the task. But I want you to know in the scripture that God doesn't look for numbers. Hello, somebody. God doesn't look at the number. In fact, God oftentimes will invert the number as he did in this text. He took 32,000 men and said, don't need them. And he brought it down to 300 people that said, God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to trust in you. And God brought a mighty victory in Israel. In Israel. You see, because God is not bound to our numbers. In fact, God gets delight 
when God can take something small and accomplish something big. Let me say it again, that God gets the light when he can take something small and do something big. That's why he would knock on the heart's door of a man named David. Hey, that a guy that was overlooked, he was unnoticed. Nobody took knowledge of him, but God did. God saw something small and said, I can do something big with that. Come on, I can take a heart that loves me. I can take a heart that's perfected before me. And I can do something big with that. Prophetic tension that Gideon was living in. I remember in Halifax walking into the second floor of, of what is called the hub. And I remember smelling the smell of alcohol on the floor. And, and I knew the parties that had taken place the night before. And I remember feeling like, oh God... God, we are in a, a bad place. This is a challenging place. How are we going to have church here? Not because of the alcohol that was on the floor. I welcomed it, really. But because of the spirits that I had felt. And I can promise you that in those moments, there's times that I felt like going to my den. Is this all right tonight? I felt like going to my den and kind of building a little stronghold around my family and say, God, we're just going to, we're just going to kind of bunker down here. We're going to make sure. Make sure my family's okay. We're not going to risk it too much, God. We're going to make sure, Lord God, that you're with us. And I don't know what we're going to do. We've got no Sunday school when we raise our kids. What's going to happen, God? God, we're going to lose our kids. What's going to happen, God? Those thoughts just naturally begin to go through your mind. And that's human nature. And that's kind of the place that I found my mind going at times. But the Spirit of God would move upon us in those moments. And then the word of prophecy would fill the atmosphere. And then a word would go forth in that atmosphere. And all of a sudden, I'd come out of that den and come up out of that, that place. And I began to look around and I began to feel after God in the spirit. God, are you really saying that? God, is that you, God? And I can relate to how Gideon felt when, when he asked God to, to show him a sign and make it clear to me, God, I'll put a fleece out, God, just, just kind of show me. Just kind of show me that you're with me and, and kind of feeling in the atmosphere. Because listen, sometimes when you start to walk in prophetic things, you don't always know what you're feeling. Hello? I'm going to tell you, we need the prophetic. We don't need the pathetic, but we need the prophetic. We've seen enough pathetic. Somebody say amen. But we need the prophetic. We need a word from God. We need a now word from God. We need a now word from God. And we need a future word from God that I can walk toward. Oh, I wish somebody would help me right now. Come on, there's a word in this house today. There's a word. It's been here all day. There's a word for God, for CCC, that we can go forward. Come on, somebody get a shout in your spirit. Come on, a shout in your spirit. Come on, feel after it. It's in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. It's for you and it's for your family. Come on, it's for your neighborhood. Mike, it's for Aramukto. There's a word in the atmosphere. There's a word in the atmosphere. We need the prophetic now. I heard one man of God say recently that now more than ever, we need the prophets. I'll tell you who it was. It was Brother Gleason. We were on a conference call, and he was talking to a, a bunch of young ministers, and he said, brethren, he said, I want you to know now more than ever, we need to hear from the prophets. 
We're not living in a day where, where we can just kind of bump along. We need to hear from God, church. Come on, we need to get an appetite to hear from God. We don't need to get all spooky. We don't know to do, do all kind of crazy stuff. But we need to hear from thus saith the Lord. Come on, that comes with feeling after it, doing what Gideon did, and say, God, just show me. God, just make it real to me. Is there anybody here today that you just hunger to know what thus saith the Lord? Come on, I want to know what God is saying. I want to know what God is saying in Halifax. I thank God for everything that he's ever done in that city, but I'm not done in Halifax. Yes, I'll be honest right now, Brother Hennessy, I'm tired in my body, but I'm not done in Halifax. I'm just going to get a little bit of rest, but I'm not going to a den. I'm not going to a stronghold. I'm getting a little bit of rest, and I'm going back to have revival in that city. I just believe that God has a place and a word for our city prophetic tension so what do we have to do with prophetic tension we have to seek to fulfill it we have to seek and to pray and believe God to bring it to pass I remember in that atmosphere getting down on my knees and doing the only thing I knew to do thank you Pastor McNair I'm telling you I didn't know anything else to do I get down on my knees about an hour before that church service would start and I begin to bind things. I begin to cast things out. I begin to say, God, I need you to do something here this morning. I need you to break this hard atmosphere. And you know what? The devil pushed against me. The devil came against me. But I'm going to let you know that the spirit world began to take attention. And God began to do something. And there was a sign on one Sunday morning. You've heard me preach about it. But the spirit of God moved in that room like a, like a rushing mighty wind. And God began to fill people with the Holy Ghost it was a sign from God that he had heard my prayer and that God had shifted the atmosphere oh I'm sorry today if I'm being like a crazy man up here but I'm just telling you this is the way it works that God wants to open pockets and places of revival he wants to open up things for us that we have never you can clap your hands God wants to open up things for us that we have never seen before we watched God do it you know the story we went from just four people and this Sunday morning in the middle of COVID I think 105 or 108 people gathered together in Halifax you know why because God keeps his word thank you pastor for praying for me thank you CCC for praying for us God keeps his word come on is there a young person in this room today you believe God God keeps his word come on God is not done giving dreams I just failed to say this in the Holy Ghost. Thank God for great men of God at this church. But we need some young men of God to rise up and to get some vision. I tell you, that's what God's looking for right now. God's looking for some young people, some young men and some young women. And if COVID-19 weren't on the, on the go, I'd say we need to uphold this man of God's hands. And Pastor Jack and Pastor Word lifting up before God. We need some young men with some strength to go fight some battles. Come on, this is good preaching right now. We need some people to rise up in this congregation. I thank God for our elders. I thank God for what they fought. You heard me preach about it today. We need to hold fast to that heritage. But we need some people to rise up and say, God, I don't know how. 
but God, I just want to be that person. God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just believe that you can use me. Brother Mike, you can go to Oromukto and have a great revival. You can go to that area. God's going to pour out his spirit. God's going to do something in that area in the name of Jesus. You're going to run into battles. You're going to run into opposition. But there's a church pushing for you. There's a church praying for you. You're going to have revival. Woo. Shakarabahaya. It's not just because he's a nice guy. It's not just because he's special. God can use anybody else. There's pockets of revival in Fredericton. We don't got to go to Oromukto. We can just go over on the north side. We can go over on the south side and have revival. Why don't we give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody give him great praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if our music would come back, I feel just tension in the room. I feel we're in a place where God is just going to propel somebody in the spirit to do a work for God. Mm, come on, come on, come on right now. Intercede right there if you feel that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yala mokoramaye. Yala mandala bokoshukotoramaye arabahaya. Thank you, Jesus. Yaraboshukoramanda. Hallelujah. 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 Yala mandala bokorabahaye arabahaye arabahaya. Yala bokoramanda la bokoshukoramanda. Yarabukoshakata. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I know it's a dreadful thing sometimes. I know what it's like. I, I know the fear and I know the unbelief and I know the, the conversations with God that, that I've personally had. Pastor knows I called him more than once. Attacks in my body and against my mind and didn't think I was going to pull through it. But I realized that God was just trying to put something inside of me God was just trying to pull me out of the den and say come on you don't belong there God was trying to pull me into some prophecy put some authority on my spirit that maybe perhaps that I didn't feel fit there didn't feel qualified didn't feel like I could do it I just tell somebody today that it's about time that some other young man hear the call Man, I feel that strong right now. Come on. We need some people. Pastor, I'm pulling for you right now. We need some people that will push for this pastoral team. Man. We need some people that will get a burden. I heard about some great bus route ministry. And so glad to hear of that and people winning souls. But we need some people to get out in Fredericton and win some souls. Come on, get, get out in the streets and go take your family somewhere, but keep an eye open for a soul. 
Come on, don't be just having a good time doing your thing, building your best life now, but go ahead and keep your eye out for a soul. Go, oh, come on, this is why we've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. You never know what God will do. You never know what God will do. If you'll enter the harvest with God, God will do miraculous things. The family that was watching our little puny webcast pre-COVID, iPhone 5 quality, no joke. But this man from Korea is praying and is asking God to lead him and his family stumble across our webcast. Come all the way from Korea moved his family to our neighborhood so we could start attending our church all because he found us online this is just 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 after i was standing up in prayer meeting sister Teresa, and the spirit of prophecy come on me and i said i feel like god is trying to reach some korean people Woo! just a few Short time later, Korean family rolls in. They've been in church every single service. And in fact, we just installed new cameras. He was the main person to help me put it all together. I want you to understand right now that God has the people in place. We just need to prophesy. We just need to declare. We just need to speak. Thus says the Lord. I want to let you know that God designed this, that we would go from prophecy to prophecy, that we would prophesy our way into revival. Anybody believe it? That we get a word from God. See, here's what happens, is that the Spirit of God moves, not just so we can feel good, but the Spirit of God moves so we can manifest the kingdom, so that when we feel things in the Holy Ghost, we begin to speak them and say, God, come, do it, God, do it, God do it God come on somebody maybe you haven't seen in a long time but don't stop prophesying when the Spirit of God comes upon you speak it into existence stand by God's Word and watch God bring it to pass let, let God bring it to pass hallelujah can we just begin to pray a bit together just before we transition Oh, yeah, yes, Jesus. Come on, somebody, let your voice out. Be a channel. Come on, be a channel for God. Oh, God, I declare, I agree, God. I say yes, God. I say yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on, there's things in this atmosphere God has for us. Oh, come on, I understand what I, I understand what we're fighting against. We're fighting against some diabolical spirits that do not want us to move forward. We're fighting against some spirits in our day that do not want us to walk into revival. But we will have revival. Hallelujah. Come on, the best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. I remember when my father-in-law, when he came from Wisconsin, and he's not by any means a fearful man, but stepped out of his car in downtown Halifax, was instantly stricken with the spirit of fear, went into a panic attack. Trust me. It was not something natural, but it was something spiritually called his pastor. He said, I don't think I can preach this morning. You know what happened in that moment? The spirit world decided that it was going to try to confront and try to hinder and try to stop the flow. But that morning, that morning, as he began to pray, as God began to give him victory, that morning, God filled two people with the gift of the Holy Ghost two people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't you dare tell me that the spirit of the world, the spirit of, of the Antichrist doesn't want to resist the church, but I'm declaring to you that this church is unstoppable. Woo! I wish you'd stand all across this room. Hallelujah. I got more word, but I don't know if we have time to hear it. But why don't we just enter into the presence of the Lord right now. Why don't we just begin to pray? Why don't we just begin to see what God will do? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, glory to God. 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 Come on, somebody, let it out. If you need to stand beside where you're standing, if you need to move for a bit, just respond to the Holy Ghost. Come on, respond to the Holy Ghost. Respond to what God is doing right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Ikotoramanda la bokurabahai. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel in the Holy Ghost just to say it, and I'm going to declare it. You can judge it if you want. I know this church has done a lot of great things and fixed this building up and did amazing. But I just feel to say in the Holy Ghost that God's going to raise up some givers around here. We're going to, we're going to see something even greater than what we've seen. I'm just going to let that settle right there. God's raised up some great givers, given some people some great jobs. But I'm going to tell you that God has even more than that. God can access our finances, but God can bring something from heaven. God can bring something about, and, I, and it's an atmosphere just like this, where we receive those promises. Come on, I feel a promise over this place. I feel a promise over this house. Come on, I feel a promise over this house. I feel a promise over this house that there's something that God wants to give to us that's even greater than what we have seen to this time before. Come on, could you receive that? I'm going to tell you what's possible. Maybe I told this story before. I probably did, but I'll tell you again. We were coming in a plane in Texas, and God been dealing with that to me about supernatural giving. And I said, God, I said, I just felt like God, something needs a shift in the atmosphere so that we could even receive that word. I didn't even understand what I was saying, but I was talking to Pastor Dan about it. He's watching from Latvia right now. And I said, I don't know what it is, but I see it's Dan. I feel like when we get to general conference, I feel like something's going to happen. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, there's going to be a $25,000 miracle. I'm like, I ain't nobody going to give me $25,000 at general conference. But as soon as we landed in Texas, soon as our, soon as our, our, our plane wheels hit the ground, I got a text from a lady in our church. Her, her boss got feeling kindness and, and, and wanted to bless people. And he said, uh, he's not even a religious guy. Doesn't even go to church. But he said, I want to begin to give to the charity of your choice. The charity of your choice. And that was almost over two years ago. To this day, he's probably given more, maybe at least or more than $25,000 to one church. He's never stepped into the doors of our church. But I'm telling you, there are promises in the atmosphere. And I feel in the Holy Ghost that God, Pastor, I don't know what I'm saying, but I know God's got it. I know God has the resource. God has the resource. God has the resource. You see, when Gideon, when Gideon walked into that situation, he sized himself up and said no, but God said yes. He agreed with God. God gave him a word, and he said to Gideon, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, Gideon, if you don't believe it, I want you to go down, and I want you to spy, and I want you to listen to what they are saying about you. He goes down, and he hears one of the, the men of, of the Midianites talking about a dream that somebody had and he was talking about the dream and in the dream this barley this roller were a, a great a barley rolled into the camp and destroyed the camp and he said this is nothing nothing else but but the Gideon uh, Gideon and then the host of Gideon and Gideon heard that 
And he, and he runs back to his men and said, look, I want you to know that God is with us. I, I felt it. God spoke it to me. But now God confirmed it. And God's going to get bring it to pass. Come on, let's get together. We got a mission to accomplish. I want you to let you know that God will confirm his word. God will confirm his word so that we can go with boldness and see the plan of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Let's just wade into this a little bit today. Let's just believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's sing in Jesus' name.